blessed and good morning to everyone. My name is Deacon Michael Nevin, as Father said. I'm the chaplain just down the road at the Glen Catholic Senior Community in Minnetonka in the Glen Lakes area. And I came here uh, with three objectives for this weekend uh, for assisting at Mass and preaching. The first one I'm fulfilling it's to give Father a break, uh, because preaching is difficult sometimes. It takes a lot of energy, and it's good to have a break every once in a while. My second ob objective is, by my preaching, you will long to have Father back as your regular preacher. <laughs> and my third objective is that through my words, God willing, you may know and love and serve the Lord a little bit better when you leave. We have in this gospel today this little passage from the gospel of St. Luke. We're introduced to Martha and Mary. It's a much beloved gospel, but it presents us with some difficulties perhaps Martha welcomes our Lord into, his house, into her house. Our Lord's traveling. We know in the Gospel of Luke, he's turned his face towards Jerusalem. He sees the end coming. He knows that he's going to have to suffer. He's going to have to die. But we really don't get many other details about Martha and Mary from the Gospel of Luke. But St. John clues us in into who these people were so we can understand more about the relationship between our Lord and Mary and Martha. St. John tells us that they lived in a town called Bethany, short distance from Jerusalem. So our Lord's traveling there to get to Jerusalem. He has visited with Martha and Mary before. Perhaps we don't know the chronology of it. Perhaps it's after this, actually. But we are connected with the story of Lazarus. Lazarus is the brother to Martha and Mary. And we, of course, know Lazarus as being the man who died and who, four days after he died, was raised from the dead by our Lord. It also tells us in the Gospel of St. John that Jesus loved these brothers and sisters very, very much. We also know that when Lazarus died, we have one of the shortest passages in all of sacred scripture where it says, Jesus wept. Jesus wept for Lazarus. So we love these three very, very much. We go to the story and it might give us some discomfort. We hear of our blessed Lord entering into the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And right away, Mary, the sister, goes and sits at our Lord's feet and just starts listening and dwelling on his words. Meanwhile, Martha is busy. She's preparing the house for this visit She's busy about doing all the things in the house that need to be done. And she sees Mary there at the feet of our Lord, 
not doing anything other than just listening. And Mary keep, Martha keeps working and working and working, and you can almost imagine her anxiety, her tension at seeing her sister there doing nothing but listening. For those of us that have experienced tensions like this, perhaps it's sibling rivalry, rivalries we've experienced in our own family, or tensions between brothers and sisters and perceived imbalances and parental gifts or whatever it is. These sibling rivalries tend to cause great tension in families. Perhaps We've experienced some of these tensions in our homes between spouses where husbands and wives are, find tension between household chores or different duties. And it can cause great stress in even holy marriages. Perhaps it's at work where we've experienced this, where we're carrying a heavy load at work and we see our coworkers maybe not doing as much as they should and our boss doesn't recognize the inequality. Perhaps it's even in parishes where a few do most of the work in parishes. And it may cause some anxiety or some discomfort or perhaps even anger. They're doing all the work. So, Martha, feeling deprived of the, her sister's help, turns to the Lord and says these words. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. She's telling the Lord, do you not care? This is a sign that she does not recognize whom she is talking to. This is the creator of the universe she's speaking to. All things came to be through him. He is the word made incarnate. And she asks him, do you not care? Obviously he cares. But she doesn't recognize him like Mary does. And I think this is where we get into the tension of the gospel. Because our Lord responds to her. He responds to her. And the answer that he gives perhaps is not a just one in our mind if we've experienced this tension, this inequality. And he says to her, and he chides her a little bit, he says, Martha, Martha. He uses a term of endearment because he loves her but he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need for only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. She's anxious and worried about many things. Our Lord does not seem to be healing this inequality. He says, Mary, being at my feet, is doing what is most important. Even though Martha is doing the beautiful service, 
She's doing beautiful work providing for nourishment for the Word of God. This may make us uncomfortable, but I want to point to perhaps the most deepest meaning of this gospel that we should take in, in this answer of our Lord. And it dwells in the interior life of prayer and the battle for prayer, both personal and liturgical. Our relationship with the Lord should be based on welcoming him into our home. Because I think this is the prime problem with Martha. She does a beautiful thing by welcoming our Lord into her home, but she has not welcomed Mar our Lord into her heart. Mary has. Martha wants to serve the Lord, but doesn't recognize who he is, and Mary does. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And we too are faced with this challenge. We're called as Catholics to do many beautiful things, like Martha. We're called to serve the poor, to feed the hungry, to do the corporal works of mercy, the spiritual works of mercy, to follow the Ten Commandments, to live the Beatitudes. The Catholic life is rich with opportunities for service. But if they're not rooted in a personal relationship with the Lord, where we dwell on Him, where we meet Him in prayer, where we recognize Him and are receptive to hearing what He has to say to us, this service isn't enough. Because Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken away from her. Because that points to what is in the end our final goal, heaven. Heaven is our final goal. And in heaven, we will dwell in his presence like Mary did, soaking him in, dwelling in his presence, being filled with his presence. And it will be enough because it's the most beautiful thing. It's turning back to the interior life of prayer, both personal and liturgical. We can ask ourselves, are we more like Mary? Are we more like Martha? When we come to Mass on a beautiful Sunday in the summertime, close to Lake Minnetonka, are there better things that we could be doing? On a natural level, yes but not on a spiritual and supernatural level. As Catholics, do we come here out of duty or do we come here out of love? Do we find that love that we see in Mary that Martha has not yet found? She does because we venerate her as Saint Martha as we do Saint Mary and, and Saint Lazarus. Also, in the sacramental life, do we carry around these anxieties and worries of our sins that we could let go of in the confessional? Or do we see it as a duty? Do we go through the motions? Do we punch our card? 
Or do we see our Lord in the confessional and hear his words spoken to us as we sit and receive the words of absolution? Lastly, in personal prayer, the church calls us and the Lord calls us to pray, to pray at all times. Do we experience dryness? Do we experience distraction? We all do. Do we turn to the Lord and sit at his feet like Mary and receive first to overcome the dryness, to overcome all the distractions and the terrible things that happen in the world? Do we turn to him only and choose the better part? I'd like to offer you a little something that's helped me in this last week, dwelling on this gospel. In my mind's eye, I've been thinking about this and how Mary just sat there at the feet of our Lord and just soaked in his presence. It's helped me fight off distraction and dryness in my own personal prayer. So perhaps today at Mass, perhaps during the evening tonight, as you go to bed, say your prayers to think about this woman, Mary, how she loved the Lord and how she dwelt and was receptive to his love and how that inspired her to become a better disciple. Think about all the work that Martha did. We can ask our Lord and the saints, Saint Mary, St. Martha and St. Lazarus to pray for us to the Son of God whom they all loved so much that we may imitate Mary's prayer, that we may imitate Martha's service to God and to her neighbor.